You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This is Bucks and Bolts with Casey Hudson and Kaylee Mizell. Fun things about hockey, but um, as mentioned, the Lightning have already faced off versus the Sabres. They hosted them a few weeks ago, beating them 5-3. to three. Mm-hmm. And the biggest thing that I'll lead with in this storm watch, Kaylee, and um, then I have to hear this corner of yours, is the fact that I think this Buffalo game was the turning point of the Lightning having third-period comebacks. Mm. Early in the season, they were struggling with giving up their leads or, you know, burying themselves in the third period. Then they had this turning point where they started to make comebacks in the third period. And after revisiting the statistics of this game, it was like one goal in the first, one goal in the second, and then three goals in the third period. And so I felt like this was that pivotal game. That's like, all right, we can, we can not exhaust ourselves throughout the game. We can pace ourselves and punch them. Like you say in the mouth in the third period. And it started with this Buffalo team. I love that you say that. Yeah, it's like the violent part of hockey coming out in me, which um, <laughs> which I think is fun. And I, I yeah, I, I think anyway, that's a whole nother thing before but people uh, I ask questions. Why do they fight? What's the hell? But it's super strategic. And so, I mean, if anybody who is is a newbie to hockey and you're like, well, why do I see Pat Maroon out there dropping the gloves? Why? It's very strategic when these guys do. It's not just like they don't hate each other. They don't, you know, yeah. I mean? like, a it's lot of these guys of the have sport. a lot of respect for each other, mm-hmm. but it's a part of the game and you can use it strategically to get your team amped up. Um, Actually, I'm glad you mentioned that because I yeah. got a chance to talk with some people might recognize her name. Some people may not Google her for sure. I got a chance to interview Allie Courtnall about a year and a half ago. Allie Courtnall is the daughter of Russ Courtnall, who played for a couple different teams. Uh, his son is making his way up to the NHL right now. But when Allie and I were chit-chatting, she's married to uh, Eric Kendricks on the Minnesota Vikings. But when I got a chance to talk to her, she was telling me how like she balances out football and hockey because she grew up in hockey. She's Canadian, all these things. And now she's married to a football player. Long story short, she was she brought back the fact that like they used to hire enforcers. They used to literally hire guys just to start fights on the team, just to sit there and muscle out other players. And it kind of plays into that mental game that Kaylee and I have talked about here on Pucks and Bolts. But yeah, I just I felt the need to say that because when she mentioned it, I was like, I don't know the last time we knew of a team just hiring a, a muscle, hiring somebody to just fight. They don't. Yeah, it doesn't happen as much anymore um, mm-hmm. because because the league has changed and you need more than just physicality. But it is still an important part of the game. I think that there's mm-hmm. like a balance there where, you know, player safety is paramount and people do want to make sure that the players are safe. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I, I think that because of that, you know, just 
having all out brawls on the ice is not, it doesn't happen as much as it used to. Um, but you're still going to see some fights out there. You're still going to see yeah. some physicality. Um, and it's, and it's strategic part of the game. So, mm -hmm. um, it, it, it's not for nothing, just throwing that out there. Um, and you, you mentioned the last time these teams went up against each other, it was actually Brian Elliott in the goal, yeah. um, in that game. And so I would imagine that we're going to see Vassy in goal tonight. Um, mm -hmm which obviously they know who Andre Vasilevsky is, but it's one of those things where they haven't seen him this season. And so I think that that could potentially be in the lightning's favor, but Casey to my corner, um, which yes. is kind of all about where this team is at, at this point in the season. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that this team it is really on a trajectory to move forward. Um, and I say that for a number of reasons. I think that the way that they were able to come out and play after their frustration with themselves in that Boston game yes. um, shows the maturity in this team. Even when you have young guys out there, th this team is, is, you know, there, there is a balance of, you know, older guys and younger guys. And it's, it's sometimes a matter of like getting the younger guys kind of, uh, you know, going, going and getting them comfortable, getting them fluted yeah. in the systems, getting them feeling good about where they're at. And I think that they're at a point where they're really developing some chemistry on and off the ice. The fact that all of these players went over to Zach Bogosian's house for Thanksgiving and they're spending time together outside the, the rink off of mm -hmm. the ice. That's important. It's a really important because when you talk about why a guy like Nikita Kucherov can make a no look pass to Steven Stamkos or Breeden point, um, it's because he knows them so well on and yes. off the ice. It's because he can understand their game because he gets what kind of player they are and how they're going to play and where they're going to be. Mm -hmm. And to have that, you do need to have on ice chemistry. That's very important, but you also have to have some off ice chemistry. You also have to be able to like, just chit chat. You have to be able mm -hmm. to just like converse and, and go about things and do the, the, the stuff. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, you and I talk about it all the time. These guys are humans. And so, when you look at where this lightning team is at, they're six, three and one in their last 10 games. Mm -hmm. They're averaging 3.7 goals in those, in, in that time, time span, 6.7 assists, five and a half penalties, 13.6 penalty minutes, and they're giving up 3.1 goals per game. Mm -hmm. So where are you going with this Kaylee? So those are, so those are some numbers. What stands out to me is that, they have a decent amount of goals per game, 3.7. Right. They're only giving up 3.1, still too many. Mm -hmm. um, the 6.7 assists, really great. But I'm narrowing in on the penalties and the penalty minutes. They're taking five and a half penalties over the last 10 games on average, 13.6 mm -hmm. penalty minutes. If you clean up those two things, if you clean up how many penalties you're taking – Yep. so that you have less penalty minutes, you are going to give up less goals, most likely, right? Like yeah. statistically speaking. It's going know? to help contribute to minimizing the team having opportunities. 
Correct. Right. Mm -hmm. Because you're not going to go on the power, uh, the penalty kill. Mm -hmm. uh, the other team's not going to go on the power play. You're not going to give them, you know, that, that, you know, um, you're just not going to give them that opportunity. Yep. And so I think at this point in the season, I see the lightning are scoring a good number of goals. Yeah, that's good. They're letting in too many goals, but I think a part of that is because of the penalties. Mm -hmm. So if this team, I mean, really to like move from where they are to where they need to be, I would really like the Kaylee's corner is really just focusing on two things. A trim down the penalties. Yep. Cut those down, back those up because in doing so you're going to allow less goals. And John Cooper always talks about it. It's not about how many goals you score. It's about how many you allow in. Mm -hmm. And you can, and, and he does not, Casey, you and I have talked about it. He does not like it when his team allows more than two goals. Yep. He doesn't That's like really that. Yeah. yeah. He really doesn't like it when they allow three goals specifically. So how do you hone in on that? Take care of some penalties. Mm -hmm. And this, this team, this defense is going to continue to mesh together. I mean, John Cooper, Casey, you talked to John Cooper the other day and, Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what he said. He said, you asked him, what do you like at this point in this? We're about a quarter way through. What do you like? And they said, I really like how this defense is coming together explicitly mm -hmm. at home. The defense is really coming together. And now is a time where they're going to get tested on the road. So Casey, that's, that's kind of my corner and looking at where this team is at, at a quarter of way through the season, they're in a really good spot and they're yes. in a spot where they can continue building. If they, if they trim up some of the mistakes, if they trim up some of the penalty kills or excuse me, some of the penalties, so they don't have to use the penalty kill as much. Mm-hmm. And, you know, trim up the penalty kill, get that a little bit better. <laughs> this team is going to be allowing significantly less goals. And I, and I think they're still going to be scoring the same amount. So that goal differential is going to be that much more going into the Boston game. I think that their goal differential was six. Mm -hmm. um, whereas like Boston's was 37. Um, I think that that number is just going to continue to increase for the lightning. I think that that goal differential is going to get better and better. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. And I think that it's the perfect point for, for bolts fans to hear and, and hockey fans in general, that one goal that you let up on the penalty kill is potentially more than likely that goal that puts them at, you know, three, which is mm -hmm. what Coach Cooper doesn't like, which is what you said. So it is significant and it is crucial. And with this being such a fast paced game that can change within seconds, you know, one goal is significant always because you never know how that's going to play into a win or a loss when that clock runs out. So definitely a great Kaylee's corner. So important. And, you know, and to add to that, Kaylee, like Stammer stands by what you just said. Stamkos likes where the guys are at this point of the season. Uh, so does Nick Paul. I got a chance to talk to both of them yesterday and just kind of say or ask, you know, how do you feel about the trajectory that the team is on at this point of the season? Since Kaylee and I always talk about peaking at the right time with hockey, it's a long season and the team feels good about it. Um, with some of the shuffles that they've had to make with, you know, early injuries and stuff, their ability to adjust and not only adjust, but, you know, to still find enough chemistry to get the job done within those adjustments speaks high volumes to what this team could look like when 
predominantly healthy and uh, having all those guys. Cause again, we're, we're on the watch for Anthony Sorelli to mm -hmm. rejoin this team and, and pick up where he's left off in terms of building and growing and conducting on this team. So with that said, Kaylee, one of the first things that comes to mind in this storm watch is after that five, three success that they had hosting the Sabres. And we know home ice plays a, plays a bigger role in success sometimes it comes back down to who were the key successors or the key leaders in that game. And I don't know if you guys remember lightning fans, but it was that first line that was on Wago versus yeah. the Sabres. It was a goal by Cooch, Hagel, Point, Paul, Perbix, and um, assists, three assists from Kucherov alone, two from Hagel, one from Point. So when they weren't scoring, they were setting up, and they just yep. – that was probably one of the main games, one of like three games specifically that Kaylee and I have talked about where that first line was just oh, unstoppable. I think Brady had two goals in that game. He could, uh, He could have. Yeah. Well, it, was sure five, it was five to three. It was Cooch, Hagel, Point, Paul, and Perbix were the goal scorers. Cooch uh, with three assists, oh, yeah. Hagel with two. Yeah. yeah. That one. So, he had, yeah, he had the assists and then he had the goal. But mm -hmm. that's one of, the, one of the main times that we were like, wow, this is one of the most – and Kaylee said it. This might be the most unstoppable line in the NHL oh, depending yeah. on how they continue to go and grow. Well, why do I bring that up? I bring that up because when you have that kind of success versus a team – that you're going to face again. And then the first line played a key role in the win versus the blues on Friday, because they were the one that responded to that goal and um, had the quick shift switches and really allowed the press to be high powered. I mean, that's when Braden point had two goals in the first period coming off of a win like that. And then facing a team that you already dominated as a line. I feel like they kind of, they should have a chip on their shoulder. Humbly, mm -hmm. of course, but they should have a chip on their shoulder to say, yeah, we know how to manage these guys. Now, the Sabres were without one of their key players, but aside from that, they were able to, you know, put up goals. They were able to stay in the ozone. They were able to apply so much pressure, but they were also able to defend quite well for majority of that game. That's mm -hmm. one of those games that they were sitting in that 19 to 20 minute time on ice column. I always point that out just because of how quickly they're shifting on and off the ice and then what they tend to be on the ice for in terms of offense versus defense. And all that to say that on the last episode of Pucks and Bolts, Kaylee and I were talking about how Brandon Hagel has continued to just take that next step after next step after next step and how he's starting to kind of learn and add to his game in his own way or put his own swag to it, but he's learning from Kucherov and point adding some really cool parts of their game to his game and making yeah. it look easy. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, I mean, he's a, he's such a fantastic young player, and he's really coming into his own on this team. Uh, he played, you know, uh, on the Blackhawks with some really good goal scorers, and, and he played up there on some of their top lines. 
and was able to score, I think, 30. It was up there. He had it, it was it was pretty significant before he was traded to the Lightning. Um, so he is a goal scorer. He is he's a guy that goes in there and 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 creates um opportunities and the way that he's playing with this top line he's just he's like a sponge he's just absorbing everything yes. that Nikita Kucherov and Braden Point are telling him and when I specifically asked Braden Point why he plays so well it, he said it's because he has a really good vision as well like he mm -hmm. has really good you know, uh, hockey IQ and, and the way that he sees the ice is also unique. So it, it comes natural to him. Yes. Um, in this, in, in a similar way that it comes natural to Nikita Kucherov, you know, it's mm -hmm. two guys who just see the ice really well are able to create space or able to create movements. Yeah. Um, and so the fact that you have, and, and this, this is a line that not only did they shine in that game, but in the most recent game, um, for the Lightning, this this is a team that shined, or this is a line that was able to shine. And so um, you really like to see whenever the the top line can perform so well. Yes. Um, they don't need to, again, I, I'll say this again, they don't need to be the only line performing. But when that top line is coming out there and taking care of business, it puts this team in a really fantastic place. It sets a tone. Yeah, exactly. 100%. Yeah, because now that second line is starting to buzz. I mean, Nick yes. Paul is, is he's been the topic of discussion after every game, win or lose for two, three weeks straight. He's been a contributing factor. He's extending different kinds of point streaks and and okay. he's always in the mix. But you can just tell how much he thinks things through and how he translates that as a leader, you know, and it's not this like chest pounding this is how things need to get done leader he's such a conversationalist to the point where i feel like there's a level of respect there where the guys want to listen to what he says mm -hmm. and a lot of that shifted when he switched into that center position but you know he had the empty netter at the end of the last game he knows how to help set up the guys for success and um sorry guys i have a frustrated puppy here um he knows how to set guys up for success and he also has been a key factor and Luna, please stop. <laughs> Sorry, guys. He, um, yeah, and he's been getting his own, he's been getting his own tally there, but also, you know, he started to help gel so much with Alex Kalorn and Steven Stamkos and Stammer and Killer kind of had an edge on their chemistry and relationship, but be able to jump into the mix there and to set up a guy like Alex Kalorn and earn his trust, you know, Nick Paul's the kind of guy that you can put anywhere, but I say all that to say that you're right about the first line setting a tone, but now I think the second line is starting to respond so keenly to that. And you can expect a guy like Nick Paul to do something in a game. And I think that the second line is going to show up and be like, Hey, it's not just about the first line this game. It's, it's also going to be about us. And it's going to be very significant too, because to play into your other point, Kaylee, about minimizing penalties and, you know, not putting so much pressure on the penalty kill, Nick Paul's a big guy in, in that. And he said that it's going to come up to quick switches and they're going to be without potentially be without Bellamar in the penalty kill, which means that's another reason that they don't want to resort to that. They've been playing so well on even strength to where that's where they need to press into their strengths that much more. Keep it at even strength as much as possible. Let these lines get going and spend more time offensively setting up than having to defend the puck for silly mistakes or silly penalties that are just unnecessary. Yeah, Casey, I love that you brought that up because I know we're going to get into some problematic players, but before we do that for the other team, yes. I'm going to mention a problematic player on this Lightning team who I think is about to 
just go off and he's on Nick Paul's line. It's Alex Kalorn. Um, mm-hmm. Alex Kalorn, I think that he's been skating really, really well. He scored a goal and an, and an assist um, against the blues. He extended his point streak to three games. He's recorded points in nine of his last 12 games and he's picked up points in five of his last six contests. Why is all of that important? Well, a he's offensively producing. He's 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 scoring. He's getting in the action. He's really tallying up a lot of assists, Casey. And Alex Kalorn is on a milestone count on three milestone counts. And now uh, the guys say that they don't necessarily pay attention to the individual milestones. Alex Kalorn would maybe be a little bit more honest and say that it does <laughs> matter to him, and that and that you know being able to pass some of his old teammates and friends um, it, it is something that is cool for him. And so speaking of passing some of his old teammates and friends, Alex Kalorn has 419 career points. He needs just four points and that will tie Andre Palat for the seventh most points in Tampa Bay lightning history. That's insane. What, what else? Well, he needs one game winning goal to pass both Tyler Johnson and on Andre Palat, he'll take sole possession of the sixth most game-winning goals in Tampa Bay Lightning history. He currently has 30. So 31 passes Tyler Johnson and Andre Palat. He needs three assists to tie Vinny Prospel for the eighth most assists in Tampa Bay Lightning history. He has 241 assists right now. And like I said, he has had a lot of assists of late. Uh, He's really been facilitating and setting up plays very, very well. So I think Alex Kalorn is, is just feeling himself and he's going to get ready to go off. He's really going to help this second line succeed. Um, And I'll be excited to see what happens when Anthony Sorelli comes back because they also, played together really, really well. And I think that that could potentially yes. just continue to elevate Alex Kalorn's game. It'll be really interesting because, uh, because everything is meshing so well, like to see where they put Anthony Sorelli in because he's such I a good know. player, but also you don't necessarily want to mess up the chemistry that you already have. So it'll be really interesting. I trust this coaching staff and I, and I think they'll make the right decision on where they're going to put everybody, but it will mm-hmm. be interesting to see. But I think Alex Kalorn's game is just going to continue to um, just show off and, and, and become dominant. So he's my player to watch my problematic player, if you will, for Thank the lightning. I think you I think you hit it on the head there because we also talked about this on the last episode. Alex Horn just has just kind of sneaks in there, you know, even even last year, all of a sudden it was like, wait, killer's putting up these points, he's scoring these goals, yeah. he's coming in so clutch for this team. And it's not that you don't expect it, it's just the fact that he does it in such a in such an incognito way. Um, we call Nikita Kucherov the ninja, but Alex Kalorn is right there and he shows up in spectacular mm-hmm. moments. And speaking of milestones and maybe another problematic player to watch, and it feels like we always have to mention him, but he's the captain for a reason, guys. Heading into the, the game versus the Blues, Steven Stamkos was, you know, close to tallying up some major milestones of his own. Um, heading into the game versus the Blues, he was on a point streak of five games and continues to creep on major milestones. He was nine goals shy of 500 and seven points shy of 1,000. Well, he collected a point on Friday night. So just imagine with that point added to the tally now, he's six points shy of 1,000. So He actually had another point, Casey. Or two points. 
Yeah, looking at today's yeah. game notes, he only needs five points to reach 1,000 career points. Five. And that's yeah. and that's something that we know that he can minimize that margin tonight versus the Buffalo Sabres. Mm -hmm. So definitely needed to add a captain into the mix there because – Oh, for sure. He was also on the second line. We're telling you the second line is about to go He's about off. to do something. There you <laughs> go. It's all coming for full circle. So first and second line to have themselves – a game, um, and then we will see how the rest of the Lions continue to progress and grow, especially adding some guys back into the mix there. Uh, we know Ross Colton was added back to the roster versus the last game, and um, we'll see what happens with Cole Kepke uh, after practicing.